Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back to the Didna Dialogue. My name is Josh, and today we have a very special guest. We have the CEO and co-founder of Pupstack, Loic Fielagoy. Loic, to kick things off, can you share a little bit more about your background in the ad industry? Uh, thank you very much, Josh, for the invitation. I'm really happy to be here. Um, so, so yeah, uh, so um, we created Puffstack with my uh, partner in 2018. So Puffstack is a pretty young company. Uh, uh, actually, this is pretty funny because me and my partner do not come from the media or ad tech industry. Uh, we used to work in in um, in the cloud uh, industry uh, previously. Um, so we participated in founding uh, uh, first a company uh, named Logmatic, a French startup in 20. So I guess that already understood that I'm French with my accent already. So, <laughs> so we created, uh, we, we participated in the creation of Logmatic in 2015. And it was a company specialized in log level data management. And you know that in the ad tech industry, log level data is a big topic because uh, ad tech industry is consuming a lot of um, uh, data and especially log level data because when you serve an advertising campaign, you never serve like 1,000 impressions. You always serve like millions of impressions, millions of clicks, millions, of, a lot of different uh, business log uh, level data events. Mm -hmm. So at Logmatic, we were not specialized in ad tech, but we had a lot of customers in ad tech, actually. So we used to work with companies such as Sticky Ads. I don't know if people remember Sticky Ads, which yeah. was acquired by Freewheel. And it's pretty funny because now the CEO of Sticky Ads is also an investor of Pubstack. So, uh, and, uh, and so we, we, we had that, this very tech culture in analytics, uh, and we had a lot, a pretty strong vertical in ad tech. And we said, Hey, it seems like there is a business opportunity. And in 2017, Logbatic was acquired by a big um, American company funded by, by French people, actually, uh, Datadog, um, based in New York. And uh, so my business partner and me said, okay, um, it looks like um, uh, ad tech is a, a pretty impressive success for Logmatic because um, all our biggest customers were ad tech companies or publishers or tech companies, okay? So we started to investigate that topic, but we knew almost nothing about the tech. Uh, so uh, it was like uh, uh, starting from scratch in, in 2018. Um, and we discovered the Prebid and we had a few customers at that time that were already using Prebid and uh, all using Logmatic to centralize the logs generated by Prebid. So we identified a basically a, a, a use case that was replicable. Uh, across a lot of different customers. And this is how we started uh, uh, Pubstack, basically. So Pubstack was created in 2018. And now we are almost 30 people, uh, mostly based in France. We are opening an office in Germany, in the UK, in Southern Europe. And our mission is to help uh, publishers and monetization agencies to optimize uh, ad revenues based on data analysis and uh, uh, automation, data-driven automation. So this is uh, where we come from with my business partner, basically, Josh. Very cool. Okay, and and before we dive into the the Pubstack story a little more and and where you sit yeah. in the space, um, I'm curious to hear how you went, you and your partner went from Logmatic, and decided on what you were going to do with Pubstack because there there are so many opportunities in ad tech as you already saw that. What 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 drove you towards creating this this data platform and what you're offering through Pubstack 
versus all these other options, like as an SSP or, or starting your own exchange? Yeah, so so that, that, that's a pretty funny story because in 2018 with my partner, we, we, we had actually, uh, we decided to launch a, a kind of a side project um, uh, which was aiming to monetize a, a smaller website. Okay, so, uh, and this is how we started using uh, Prebid. So Pubstack really started uh, on, on Prebid. So uh, Prebid was kind of our uh, first step in AdTech, basically. So we started to uh, use Prebid to implement Prebid on the website, to plug a bunch of SSPs and stuff like that. And after a, a few weeks of usage, we were like, we don't understand what is happening on the web page. There are so many different auction and mechanism happening on the web page, and we are really flying blind. Wow. It was really hard to understand what was happening in the auction when we increased the floor price. What was happening when we decided to change the timeout parameter in the wrapper? What was happening basically? What was the impact of our action? It was insanely hard to measure. It was, and we said, I guess that we are not the only one flying blind. Uh, so we started to talk with a few ex-customers uh, about uh, how they managed uh, the monitoring of uh, Prebit. Uh, and in, 20, in 2018, Prebit was already a big thing, uh, I guess, especially in the US, even more in the US than in Europe, I guess. In 2018, in Europe, Prebit was just uh, starting to have uh, attraction. So, uh, so I guess that we were a bit late in comparison with the U.S. market on that point. So, so we decided to use Logmatic, our previous uh, company, to build a, a dashboard for Prebid. And uh, and when we show it to our uh, ex customers, they said, "Oh, we we love it. We, we are we are ready to buy it." So, in August 2018, we developed like a, a MVP, a minimum viable product. Very simple one, just the ability to follow all your revenue per SSP in real time, uh, to monitor the timeouts, to measure the bid rate, uh, the bid CPM, and all that uh, uh, complex metrics uh, in one place. And um, we had like five customers in two months. So we said, oh, we, we, th there is a thing. We, we understood something about the market. And this is how it started, basically. So it's, um, I would say, um, a bit of uh, um, a mix of opportunities, uh, of people we met, uh, of uh, our own experiences by implementing Prebin on the website based on this small project. And and this, I, I, I guess this is how we started PubStack and we had the idea. Right, no, that's, that's fun. So you, ba you basically, like a lot of successful entrepreneurs, identified an issue and then i think the difference is that you you got really good feedback early on and then just just ran with it and uh building up a customer base right away i'm i'm assuming you primarily started in the eu at first and then expanded out from there because uh based on what you were saying on prebid um the, the european union and some of the publishers there are probably trying to figure it out and you provided an immediate value on let me clarify what you're seeing on prebid is that Pretty accurate. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, so 2019 uh, was definitely a crazy year for Pubstack because in 2019 we we almost closed, I would say, 
80% of the French market. So uh, wow. uh, at, uh, between the beginning of 2019 uh, uh, and the end in December 2019, um, almost, I would say, 90% of the French publisher were, were working with us, the, the, the large one. That's so uh, we made a first fundraising uh, in um, March 2019, $2 million at that time. And I remember in September 2019, uh, we wanted to go international. So uh, it, this was my main focus and we wanted to go fast internationally. So um, we, we took a booth at Demexco. Uh, Demexco is for our US friends, uh, one of the biggest events, uh, marketing digital event. Uh, in uh, in Europe, it's based in in, in Germany, and um, and this is insanely expensive to take a bus in Mexico. It can be like fifty thousand dollars to have, uh, let's say, five square meters. It's uh, it's very very expensive. So it was kind of a bold move at the beginning because the product was very young, and the team uh, was uh, like um, less than ten people at that time. So we decided to take a boost and it was kind of a friction with our new investors because uh, they were like, oh, they are spending a lot of money in marketing and this. So we decided to, to, to go big for this event and to bring all the company in Demexco to start uh, developing a pipe basically uh, on international market. And I remember that at Demexco, I didn't sleep for, slept for three days maybe because we had like 30 meetings per day and uh, <laughs> At night, we were partying with the customers and the prospects and stuff like that, and 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 the three hours of sleep and same same day, um, um, same story for the next day, etc. And we had in the end eighty meetings in the three days, and this yeah, that was an awesome experience. And uh, this is really when you you feel this is the hard moment when you feel that the, the there is traction. You know, you, you yeah. you're not struggling to get the meeting, and you are a small team of six. All the company was at Demexpo. So it felt like we were a big company, but actually we're, we're a really small company. And uh, thanks to that event, actually, we uh, the year after, we made 50% of our growth internationally. Wow. In the US, in Canada, in Germany, in the UK, in Spain, in Italy. So uh, most of our pipe was made thanks to one event. So 2020, which was the second year of operation of PubStack, was actually the worst year ever to start in the international market expansion. <laughs> because right. you know the story, the COVID and all that stuff. But thanks right. to Demexco, actually, <laughs> it was the, the, worst, the worst timing to, to start uh, the international expansion. But it worked in the end pretty well for us because uh, we already had the pipe thanks to Demexco. So... So it was a good move. And now, um, to be fully transparent, 75% uh, uh, of our customers are coming from international market. So so, so this is a totally different story and a totally different company we are building now. Yeah. Well, now that we are stepping into your third year after some massive success, you, you, you all are not going to be hitting the brakes, especially after we've talked outside of, of this interview today. What is... I guess the strategy moving forward and where, where are you trying to place PubStack in the publisher's tool belt? Right. So I guess some questions there. Yeah. So, so um, I, I would say our mission is fairly simple. So, so we work with uh, both 
large publishers and monetization agencies. So I, I would say that our core market is the the the, the sell side company that in house monetization. Okay, so we we work mainly with companies that have the scale in terms of ad revenue to in house the ad stack, the yield management, the ad operation, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So th this is our core market. Um, there are many analytics tools in the market addressing different needs, addressing different um, different um, business cases. Uh, some tools are dedicated to centralize the deals, for example. Um, some tools are specialized in the, uh, reporting, standard reporting, such as centralizing all the SSP reporting data, etc. On our side, we are really a monitoring tool. Um, so we like to say that we are the data dog of advertising. So our role is not to provide the reporting to to uh, um, to the finance team. Our goal is to serve ad operation people, yield managers, and ad tech developers. That's all. Our goal is to provide them with real time metrics and a lot of granularity in the data. Granularity is really what we focus on, and so. By granularity, I mean that we are providing really unique metrics. Uh, one of them that will be released in uh, in Q4 is the revenue per user, for example. Mm. How much revenue do you make with one user? And this is not the kind of metrics you find uh, in a reporting tool because SSP are not providing this kind of data. The ad server is not providing this kind of data. So real-time and granularity is really what differentiates us. And uh, this is made to address monitoring use cases because in the end, an ad stack is a complex system, a website is a complex system, an inventory is a complex system. So you need to monitor the health of this kind of system uh, by having real-time data and granular data. Excellent. And, and is, it, is, it, is it a clear answer, Josh? I'm sorry? Is it a clear answer, Joss? Uh, that, that was a very clear answer. I, I thought that was a, a very good one and actually already made me think when you were talking about per, the per user revenue metric, it made me immediately think of the first party data and third party cookies and things that are happening with that, that piece. So I'm curious how that has impacted your conversation with these yield managers, these ad tech developers, has that changed anything on your side? Or are you are, are you kind of removed? You're kind of observing the data changes, but it's not directly impacting PubStack. Yeah, so 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 of course in it's impacting PubStack because the, the programmatic landscape is changing and uh, we are in charge of modeling the programmatic landscape for publishers. So in the end, it's also impacting PubStack. So there are a lot of new business cases, business cases that uh, are, we need to address. Let me give you an example. Uh, um, with the end of the third party cookie, uh, a lot of uh, um, identification solution uh, popped up in the market. Uh, ID5, LipeRamp, uh, um, uh, Criteo ID. So a lot of different ID solutions appeared in the market. So the solution were basically integrated by publishers on the website. They had to add a lot of new ID solution and they needed to monitor the solution. Are they well integrated? Are they bringing an uplift? Are they bringing revenue? Uh, which solution should I plug on my website? So this this is definitely a new as aspect of the ad stack, basically. Mm -hmm. 
which wasn't existing a few years ago. Right. So it's impacting us in the way that this is our job to, to model it and to provide the right integration to our publishers to integrate it to the platform and to give them answer on the, is it working or not? Is it bringing an uplift or not? Does it have an impact on my revenue or not? Etc. Exactly the same way we do it for a pre-bid connection uh, with an SSP, for example. Yeah. So publisher needs transparency and they need an easy way to measure things, basically, and to monitor things. So, so yes, it's definitely impacting us. At the same time, um, we we like to to, uh, to to provide a lot of, um, uh, I mean, to, to to contribute, I would say, to to the industry knowledge by uh, running data analysis. We have a unique position in the market as we have a, a, an overview on what is happening. So we we know what is happening for each SSP, for each publisher, for each country, for each inventory, etc. So we have kind of a unique positioning and it can bring a lot of value to our customers. Let me, let me give you an example. When Safari decided, for example, to change the way it managed um, the privacy, we had the opportunity to create like massive data analysis on what is the clear impact for a publisher and what are some potential solutions. Mm -hmm. So this is a good way to to create, for example, a white paper or a webinar or whatever, whatever you can do to, to share the information, basically. Now we are working on a new topic. So we are to, you, you were talking about first-party data. We are working on a, on a white paper about the link between um, semantic data and monetization. So everybody talks about uh, first-party data. Uh, does is it or is it already impacting monetization the answer is probably yes but what is the impact and how can you measure it and uh, and uh, what can you do to to leverage it basically so this is the kind of new topics we are starting to address for our publisher in the first time in the first time this is only like uh, data analysis and studies and i would say research Mm -hmm. And we just broadcast the information through uh, IAB or or webinars or white, white papers. But in the end, it would probably come with a, a, a few features to or reports that will be fully integrated in PubStack to help our publisher navigate this new complexity. Yeah, that's going to be extremely helpful. Again, back to back to what you're saying, the data dog of the ad industry. You are. You, you are this ultimate data house for a lot of publishers. And I, it, it's almost making a lot of this information easier for them to use. And I think that's the biggest piece is you can have plenty of data, but if you have no idea how to actually utilize that, you're, it, it's not really helpful. That, 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 that's that, that, exactly. And uh, I, I, we like to repeat all the time at the office, and this is even uh, our motto. We are not an analytics tool. We are here to optimize the revenue of our customers. So our mission, when people say that we are a reporting tool, we are not a reporting tool actually. We're not reporting on uh, on on your revenue. We are giving data to optimize the revenue, and uh, our customer success team, for example, is incentivized on how we optimize the revenue of our customer. So at the end of the day, cool. we did a great job if we helped our customer make more money basically and this is our mission and 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 uh, our end game is to optimize the revenue per user 
this is our only only mission in the end of Substack. So we are not an analytics tool. Uh, we are not uh, we are not a business intelligence tool, basically. Right. This is... that, that's a, that's a good note, especially for everybody watching. So yeah. for those publishers that are watching, and, and you've already kind of talked about publishers navigating this industry, I would love to hear some of your advice for these publishers. Uh, you, one or two tips that you think publishers need to hear right now and this can be about anything but i'm curious to hear especially with your industry background what are your thoughts yeah so 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 uh, i'm the kind of guy that is very obsessed by uh, so some topics sometime and really focus on it and so i i will talk about user uh, revenue per user because this is definitely something i have in mind at the moment and uh, it's really hard for me to not be focused on this uh, so i my my first advice is um, I I like uh, to initiate co I um, w when I have a coffee with the publisher I like to make a very quick poll uh, on or a kind of survey uh, and ask a very simple question Do you know your revenue per user How much revenue you're making with one user And I'm very surprised and um, um, how often the answer is no uh, So. I like to say that a lot of publishers are focused on, on let's say, the ECPM. They want to, 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 to sell their ads with the highest price as possible. And there is other publishers that are really focused on the fill rate. They want to sell everything. So if there is like 20% of unfilled impression, they need to find the backfill option and stuff like that. And then and there are some publishers and that are really focused on revenue per user. And in my opinion, the most relevant metric, and I'm learning every day in this industry because I'm new in this industry actually, but um, this, is, this is the ultimate metrics to, to manage the business in my opinion, because everything depends uh, on, on the user, uh, the revenue you make per user. For example, the page layout, the, 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 the advertising pressure you put on, on the web page, uh, the number of SSP, everything can be translated in the question, are you increasing the revenue per user or not? Which is not the case with the CPM because sometimes you can increase the CPM but not the revenue per user. So first advice, calculating these metrics. So it can be, for example, by um, uh, concatenating uh, a Google Analytics report and your ad serving report, for example, or you, you can use PubStack for this, but you can also concatenate this kind of reports. And honestly, it makes a lot of sense to be really 100% focused on this metric. And this could be, this should be, in my opinion, the number one metric of any monetization teams. This is my first uh, advice. Um, a second one could be about um, the, a general trend we see in the industry on the sell side. The sell side is becoming more and more complex uh, from a technical perspective, I would say. So things are moving fast. I mean, if there is only um, one um, thing that doesn't change in the tech industry, this is actually the inherent ch change. So, so I mean, the, the, the constant change of the industry. So the industry is, is really changing fast um, and it's becoming more and more complex uh, from a technical perspective. You can, you can talk about um, uh, uh, Prevy, the programmatic, um, um, you can talk about privacy, uh, CCPA, GDPR, e-privacy, you can talk about 
can talk about um, the end of the third party cookie. So all these big changes are basically uh, translated in more processes and more uh, component to monitor, maintain, integrate on the website. So it's just basically much more complex than it used to be. And my advice is to really invest in engineers. There are too few engineers in monetization teams, uh, like developers dedicated to monetization, for example. Um, I mean, you never had you never have enough developers uh, to manage your monetization. So investing in tech profiles in monetization teams makes a lot of sense. And we see only too few publishers that uh, made the right decision a few years back. And uh, we always uh, meet publishers that are lacking tech resources. So in my opinion, it will be the case for the next few years and uh, publishers should invest as much as as they can in tech resources. Yeah. Is it enough too? Those are great. it always depends on what what you share, and I, I mean, you could have gotten away with that first piece of advice on revenue per user. I think that's that's excellent, a, a great point on engineer as well. I really think that that speaks to the complexity of the industry and building that foundation. Because as more stuff gets thrown at publishers, it's not just going to be about building out more content on your site. You're going to have to have the back end done correctly, and that's yeah. that's great advice. So for, for publishers watching, what is going to be the easiest way for them to get in contact with you and PubStack? Uh, so I will, not spell my, I will not give my email address because there is my name in it. So, yep. And my name is ex- extremely complex. Uh, so... As I do. <laughs> so no, you can, you can directly contact me at loic, L-O-I-C, at pubstack.io. And... Uh, and uh, I will be really pleased to, uh, to to continue the conversation. Perfect. That sounds great. Well, Loic, thank you for, for jumping on. For everybody watching today, thank you for stopping in. If you liked the video, go ahead and press like. And of course, visit our site and LinkedIn for any of the other dinner dialogues. If you have some thoughts on who else you'd like to see on the dinner dialogue, leave a comment for us. Uh, Loic, thanks again for jumping on today. I really appreciate it. I hope you have a great rest of your Friday. Thank you so much, Josh. How nice day.